Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's welcome back Coach Ambrose. He uh, This is the second time he is the offense coordinator at Franklin High School, right? Correct. See, I knew I, knew I remembered. I'm, yep. I'm not as dumb as I think I am. Well, Coach, welcome back. Second time. Thanks for being here on a late night in December now. I keep forgetting that it's December. Yep. Uh, Appreciate you having me back on. I had a fun time the first one. Yeah, I checked. I had to check today. It was like a year or a year and a half ago, I think. Yeah, I think it was um, after. I think after we won won the state title, I think two years ago. That's was right. Last. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. how how was the season this year? Did you guys get back there, or was it just the playoffs? Um, well, we got back to state. However, we did not win it this year. So we we were thirteen one, um, lost in the state championship game. Um, so had, had a really good year again. Felt pretty confident going into that last game. Um, just. Ran into a team that you know they they could match us physically, um, and and they had a good game plan, and they got us. So it was, it was a tight game through half. It was tied ten ten at half, and then they came out in the second half and uh, did a great job on both sides, and they ended up beating us twenty seven ten. So uh, good year though. I mean, we we had a fun time. We had a really good, really talented team again, similar to what we had two years ago. So it was good though. Fun fun year. Um. How many games you guys? You said thirteen once. You get fourteen games. So is it like ten regular season games into the playoffs, or how does it work? Uh, we play nine regular season, okay. and then uh, there's yeah thirty two thirty two teams make each division in the playoffs here. Okay, um, because Illinois is right now voting for the next two weeks if they want to move to districts, which is you know similar enrollment. Right now we are we get split up into eight classes, so. 32 make it in each class, 256 total. Um, they're talking about making it districts and making it to where like 400 or so make it. And it's, I don't, I'm just, 
I'm curious how other states are working that because I'm not for districts because it's just about enrollment and then it's going to change every year. So like you get put in and it's supposed to help travel. And I'm like, it's not going to help that at all. Yeah. So uh, ours is kind of screwy too. Um, we, we've tried to pass some different things that, that have failed. So the way it works right now, so similar to what you just said, each, each division, we have 32 teams make it. Um, and then what they do is within the, the 32 in each division, they break you up into four basic, what they call regional groupings, mm-hmm. right? So it's a, it's a regional based tournament essentially. So you could, you know, theoretically end up with, you know, several of the best teams in the same region, which typically for us is, is what happens a lot of the time. Just we're, we're kind of in the hotbed down here in, in mm-hmm. you know, South Milwaukee area. Um, you have us, um, we've been to the state title game two of the last three years, four times in the last 10 years. And then you've got eight miles west of us is Muskego High School, who they were, they've been to this, I think three times in the last 10 years and won it twice. Um, we got McGuanago High School, which is about another 10 west of them. They were there last year. They were the runner up. Um, so there's a lot of the times where we end up in our area with a lot of the really good teams. Um, so they, they group you into the eight and then they have a computer um, do the seating within the, within your grouping. So actually this year we were, we got to be part of probably the biggest controversy in the state. Um, we were nine and zero going in and uh, Muskego, the team right next door to us, um, they're in a different league than we are though. They were eight and one and they got the the one seat over us. So we had to go to them in the, in the quarterfinals, which sucked um, that we didn't get that home game, but we, we did go out, we beat them 35 seven. So it, it worked out um, anyway. So they've tried la- I think it was last year. They tried voting on, um, seating it, doing, a, I, I don't know if it was a north to south, one to 16, or an east to west, one to 16. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, but that that did not pass with, um, I think, our state association decided not to move forward. I think it was approved by our coaches association, but the the state association that actually oversees the, the playoffs and all that, they decided not to go that way. So um, we, we have all kinds of weird stuff. We have now they just implemented like you guys may have this they have a success factor now too if you get accumulate so many points over a three-year period you get bumped up a division so this coming year in 24 will be the first year of that um so you're going to have a bunch of teams that are going to get bumped up a division Uh, for for us it doesn't matter because we're already in the largest division and we're we're one of two teams that would as of right now qualify to move up in in that big division but we have nowhere to go so we're just staying where we are um so that's new um we also have football only kind of like what you were saying districts um we could they call them conferences here so you may not play the teams that are actually in your overall athletic conference um for football at least um so you can there's there's a whole thing with that too where it's mostly regional based, but mm-hmm. you can apply for relief every two years. Essentially, it's mostly for teams that can't compete. I think they can apply to get moved basically to an easier league. Um, we have tried to do the opposite. Um, <laughs> we have tried to get into more difficult leagues unsuccessfully, uh-huh. um, just because the the league that we're in, um, we've only lost three game, three league games in the last ten years. Wow! So we it's not. Um, overly competitive for us and we've we've tried to get into you know somewhere where we can play some better teams more often just uh, and, and I think this year was a good 
some good evidence for that. Just, you know, the, the computer formula, you know, we were undefeated and we, we got seated behind a team that had a loss. So the computer didn't rate our strength of schedule or, or one of the factors. I don't, I don't know. They don't, they tell us what the, the criteria are, but they don't tell you how it's weighted. So you don't know which part of it, um, you know, might've cost us, but anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on up here <laughs> with, with all that too. Yeah. Cause this district thing got brought up covid or maybe 2021 i don't remember it passed but then they looked at it again and they realized they didn't really look at what they were voting on like the athletic directors and principals there was no rough draft made of what the it was going to look like so when they got a rough draft after they voted yes they voted to revisit it didn't like how it looked voted it down so it was done now they're bringing it up again and it's supposed to help, oh, because some teams are in conferences that they choose to be in and they travel far. And they're like, well, this will help with travel and we're going to play teams that are the same enrollment and blah, 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 blah. But then if you look at rural areas in Illinois, south of I-80 in the suburbs, you may be traveling farther than what you are in your conference. Um, we looked at a rough draft for our school and we looked at the teams we're going to play. We're like, no, 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 no. We don't want to play those teams because they're really good. Like... We made the playoffs this year, and it was the first time since 2014. Like, that's where we are. And so they're, they're, they're voting on this. And uh, Derek Leonard at Rochester in Illinois, he said it perfectly. You're trying to make your problems my problems because in our conference is tough. We're all really much the same anyway. Now you're trying to change it. And then it says, like, oh, you'll be locked in for a year or two, and then if the enrollment changes and your district's going to change, top four of each district are going to get into the playoffs – Blah, 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 blah. Um, then the private schools are also accumulated into our playoff. And that's been a big thing this year for us is public versus private because I don't know how their private school works in Illinois. They get a 30, 40 mile radius of like how to bring kids in. And up in the suburbs, it's churned into a ridiculous factor of, oh, this team is dominant, dominant public school. They get to a private school in the playoff and they lose by 60 like it's become a huge thing so that's what they're voting on right now and then private schools get the multiply it's just all stupid it, it's it's too much and i like the conference stuff but the district stuff i don't know yep yep yeah we're we see a lot of the same stuff we we play um well the team that we got beat by in the, in the state championship game is a private school team um marquette university high school um so i, I they're affiliated with the university somehow i don't know exactly how that affiliation works but um private catholic school and then we we played catholic memorial our week one game which they are been one of the more successful programs in the state over the last 10 years i think they've got four or five state titles in the last decade so this was a we beat them week one this year in a tight game um they've got i mean their the talent level is ridiculous i mean they've got Running back going to Penn State, a lineman going to Penn State. They've got a, another mm -hmm. four or five star old lineman. I mean, they got all kinds of dudes on their team. So we beat them this year, though. So it was that was fun. But yeah, all, a lot of the same stuff that we deal with. That, well, it's a little soapbox, but we're dealing with like they show up to our youth practices and try to get the kids. And then for some reason, the guy that runs the youth organization lets people associate with the Catholic schools in there to coach, which we don't like because how are you feeding into us? And, you know, they're 
Then we heard that they were sending coaches to our stands this year to watch our Friday night games, finding the disgruntled parent, and maybe swooping in, which they're not supposed to do, but then how do we prove it? And so it's I'm friends with a couple Catholic coaches, and they will not do that stuff. It's the other ones that feel like they have to win the state title every year. And the only reason why they came to our game is because they were like, wait a minute, Addison Trail – was two and seven last year. Now they're sitting at I think we were six and one or six and two at the time. And like, wait a minute, let's go see what they got, and see if we can't get that kid or two kids to us. And they came to a game that we weren't supposed to win, and we won. And a, another public school coach told us that he goes, "Hey, I just want you to know, like, we found these guys at our games, and I think they were going to they're going to be at your game." And so we're like, "This is getting out of control, where you're just going to show up and try to swoop in and." Same thing, like these schools, like, oh, this kid's going to Florida. This kid's going to Illinois. This kid's going to USC. This kid's going to Texas. They had a Texas A&M defensive lineman at one of the schools. I'm like, wait, what? And we're at yeah. a public school dealing with what we got. <laughs> like, I know you get more talent than we do, but we were just like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah we're, we're lucky with our youth program. It's pretty much all – I mean, we're a one-district town, I guess. I mean, granted, we're a suburb of Milwaukee, so it's not – you know, our, we border – several other towns but for the most part our, our kids once they when they play for us as as little guys they pretty much all end up with us someday so we don't we don't get a lot of people trying to poach i think they probably know better than to come up here and try to poach from us um but for the most part yeah we've, we've had pretty good success our guys go first grade all the way up and they're pretty my son is actually a, a first grader so this was his first year this year so it's pretty cool so to get to see it from from that side now yeah is it just is it just a youth program to feed right into your high school or do like other kids come play there, but they might go to a different high school? We get a few that do that. Um, not a lot for the most, I'd say it's probably 90% at least of, of kids that will feed into our high school. Okay. Yeah, that's what happened um, with ours. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was, I remember my first year at the school, I saw these huge kids. They're like eighth grade. I'm like, Oh, those are linemen. They're going to come to me. I'm so excited. And I go up there and then you hear, well, I live at 15, 20 miles that way in this town. I'm going to such and such high school, or I'm going to this private school. And then you see a quarterback slinging it, and we're like, look at that kid. Yeah, I live in Rockford, Illinois, which is like 40 miles. And you're like, what? Like, you're, you're here playing sports here? And they're like, yeah, well, we want to win championships because the youth thing is about going to Florida and winning these championships. Uh -huh. And I'm like, it's cool, but that's not what we're you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So our, ours is cool. Cause they, at least, um, our first, first through fourth grade, um, they only play against each other. So we have, we have two teams at every grade level. Um, so the way, well, I should say that the, the way the youth, the first through fourth grade works is there's actually four teams, I think. Um, so they combine first and second grade together. They have four teams and then they combine third and fourth grade together and they have four teams and they only play against each other okay. at that level. So they play, I think they played every team twice. So they have played six games total. And then once they get to fifth grade, then the teams are separated completely. Um, so you have two fifth grade, two sixth grade, two seventh grade, two eighth grade. And then that, then they will go out and play. I think they, I think the league they play in is like, I think it's called the AAYFL. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know exactly what the acronym stands for, but they'll, they'll go play other, surrounding communities teams and stuff like that so right. but yeah for the most part we we very rarely have kids that don't 
um, feed right into our high school. Like I, I can't think uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any the past few years that have gone anywhere else. So that's how it is where I grow up. It's like wherever you play, that's where you get fit into. And then Chicago suburbs are like, well, this youth program is going to feed to these three high schools, and this one's going to go to these three high schools. And I'm like, what? Because I grew up in central Illinois and then up here in 2018. And I'm like, wait, this is completely different than what I'm used to. And they're like, well, I mean, you got high schools right by each other all over the place, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, high school districts. So like for us, there's two high schools in our district and that's it. There's no grade schools, no middle schools. And so it's just all crazy. And so it's been a battle of getting these kids to come to us and, you know, you know, winning cures all. So hopefully we end up seven and four this year. Um, which was, you know, the best thing since 2014. And we're hoping that maybe now they'll want to stay. Like, oh, that looked cool. Um, first road playoff win, too, since 1997. We were telling people that. Like, oh, we, we went into the city. We beat a city school. Blah, blah, blah. Why don't you want to come? You want to come here now? You know, but we but we have to be careful how we say it. It looks like we're recruiting. And then the pu- private schools can come in and say that. But we have to be careful. Yep, yeah, I know how it goes, man. Yeah, we're yeah, we're we're fortunate here. I think we've got a pretty good pretty good deal for the most part though. So I can't really complain. Will they like run your guys' stuff at that youth level too? Yeah, for the most part. Um I this was the first time, like I said, my son's in first grade, so I, I had never been around a ton at, at their games and such until this year. But I, I usually meet a couple of times during the off season with all, all of the coaches that are going to coach. It's actually, it's part of the, the requirement basically if they want to coach is they, they have to come to these sessions with us. Okay. Uh, so a, to learn, you know, schematically what we do, but B, right. you know, we go through general, you know, coaching strategy and just, you know, how to, you know, how to do stuff essentially. How do, how do you be a football coach? Cause a lot of them are just dads, right? Mm-hmm. They, they've never, you know, are there, we have some former players that are coaching in it now that volunteer, um, that have never coached before. So it's just one of those things, but um, they do run for the most part, our, our offense and defense. Um, I know at the first grade level, they would run. Um, I think they had three, we had three run plays mm-hmm. that, that was just like an inside run, you know, basically inside zone, outside zone. And they had a jet sweep, right? right. That, that's what they had. Um, and then they had, I think maybe three pass plays. You got, you know, hitch seam uh, slant and, mm-hmm like a, a boot or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it, it was all of our stuff and, and they do, they call it what we do um, at that, that. So all of those teams in that, at that level run the same stuff. And then I know as they get into the fifth, fifth through eighth grade teams, will start to, they'll, they'll start to specialize a little bit based off of their, the kids that they have. So they, we give them for the most part, give them access to, you know, parts of the playbook that they need mm-hmm. um, from us to make sure that they're doing it. Uh, we give them recommendations, you know, they'll, they'll ask, and I'll, I'll say, here's what I would do. Um, some of them listen, some of them don't, you know, right. you get the, the overzealous dad sometimes that, mm-hmm. you know, they want to, they want to win the championship rather than, than teach the kids. Yep. Um, but for the most part, they're good. We, we do for our, our head coach does sit on the, the board um, for the youth program. So he, he has a good amount of say um, in, in what they do and his big thing. And then when he took over, He's been a head coach for 13 years, I think. So but prior predates me coming here, but his big thing was he wanted every grade level. So long as it was feasible, 
Uh, they had to have two teams, and it was not going to be an A and a B team. It was split them evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't care if you win. We don't care what your record is. Your goal is to get those kids to learn football, to love football, so that they can win a state title when they when they get to be seniors. Right. Um, that that's really the the goal of it for us. Is we never, you know, we never push the winning. And we, you know, like I said, you get sometimes you have that you know, the, the overzealous dads that push it a little too far. And I know he's had to have some conversations with some of them. Like, hey, now you gotta cool it with some of this stuff. Run what we do because you, you get some of those guys that have, you know, will show up at a game. I've only been been to one of the the eighth grade games, and we had one, one of the teams was empty almost every play, and the other team was running our our heavy stuff almost every play. So, you know, so you, you get they get what they get based off the kids they have and how the teams get split up, I guess. So, but yeah, it's pretty good for the most part. I I think they do a good job. It's it's certainly helped because those kids get to us as freshmen, and they and they have an understanding of the terminology and a lot of that stuff. So it's good. I was going to say, it's like they they have a head start, like yep. what you guys mm-hmm. are doing. Uh, then our poor freshman coaches get these kids that either never played football before. And they're like, what do you mean you're running inside zone? We don't know what that is. We were running the wing tee or something. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. All right, let's get through it. And I have to go down there and help for a little bit, like in the summer, and be like, all right, this is what we're doing. Make sure that we're doing this. Uh, and if they can't do it, let me know, and we'll switch it. But, like, for right now, this is what you're going to do. You know, because I think that's the thing that we've adapted is I want to do X, Y, and Z, but then if the kids can't do it, I were able to adapt it. And I'm, but I was stuck. I was like, wide zone, inside zone, where you're stuck on that. And then the OC wants to do power. So we kind of are like, I had to force him to do inside zone as the run game guy. Like, we have to do wide zone and inside zone. And wasn't the hugest fan of wide zone. And then this year became our best run play. And he goes, Steve, I love this play. And I'm like, I know it's great. Isn't it? Because we're getting back to line of scrimmage. If not getting five yards, it's fantastic. Or we can seal the edge and it becomes outside zone while we're still running wide zone. And we have the outside or the more cutback all the way. Um, Cause we went straight pistol this year. So it made it even better than doing it like from sidecar. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, we're we're kind of the same boat. We run still primarily zone based, um, inside zone, wide zone. We we got more into the dual world this year. Um, we have really really good running back uh, that was really good coming downhill, um, and we we do dabble in some different gap scheme stuff depending on 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 teams that we're seeing. Like we'll we'll run some some counter counter more than power we're not really a true power team you know kick with the tight end or fullback and wrap with the guard we don't do a ton of that but we're more of the you know counter gy mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um we'll run some of the you know the i don't, don't want to call it g or it's a, a, it's kind of like the old wing t belly almost kind of you'll know, we'll pull a front side guard and kick out or pull the center and kick out we'll even do that with the lead kick and then lead through the hole uh, we run some uh, crack sweep, crack toss, that kind of stuff. So, but still probably 80% zone based, I would say. So we did the exact same thing. Our head coach, if it was up to our head coach, we'd be in I formation and just run fullback, 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 running back. <laughs> Me and the OC are like, well, hold on. We want to be 11, 12 personnel or, or whatever and spread it out a little bit. But he's like, okay, I just want toss or sweep put in. And so we get in that nasty set, the bunch set, shift. And we got into big shifts this year, shift over, run toss. 
that became our like inside zone, wide zone toss were like our three babies right there. And then, like you said, we tried power, traditional power. It's not the same for some reason. We just didn't have the guys that could kick out that were not linemen. So we did the exact same thing. We started to run GY counter. We we found well the guard kicking out and him leading up is way easier than that. Or um, we'd run ISO with the wing, and then we tried to run old school where it was pull the guard around and insert the wing at the same time, like that old school stuff. And it worked beautifully. Then you can run like a pop pass off of that, insert the wing, boom, whatever. Because um, we were dealing with a sophomore quarterback this year. Um, he broke his foot last year as a freshman, came in. We didn't know if he was going to be the starter. Well, because you'll hate this. We had a kid last year, junior, 6'3", 185 quarterback. He was a junior. Loved it, you know. It was his real first time. Coming into the summer, we didn't know if he was going to play uh, football. Right now, he was sitting at 215. He put on that much muscle, and we were so excited. I'm just going to focus on baseball is what he said. So we had to deal with the sophomore quarterbacks. We had to make everything run-based and super easy on this kid. Yep. Yeah. We, we do a lot of the same stuff. We'll, we'll line up in the eye and, and pound it. Um, we actually, um, you know, you, you talked about not having a, a guy that could kick out and do some of that stuff. We actually did put, um, we have, we have a really good defensive lineman or two really good defensive linemen on our team. Um, one is getting some, he's got uh, some offers from like the service academies, um, FCS schools, that kind of thing. Um, we brought him over to play some guard this year. Um, but what we did later down the stretch was we actually have put a package in where we, we lined him up at fullback. He's, you know, six three, two seventy, playing fullback. <laughs> so we're we're doing a bunch of stuff with him where you know we line up with we'd go an eye with another off the ball tight end. Um and then we'd use him to we so we would just basically block zone up front, use yeah. him to kick and then use that other tight end as the wrap guy. So similar to a, a more of a true power without a you know a lineman pulling, I guess. Um so we did that a bunch with him. Um we put in a heavy we have a head we've had a heavy package that we've used for a few years now. It's a six lineman package. Um, usually with at least another two tight ends or sometimes with tight end and two, uh, bring a fullback in. Um, and then we, we had a, a package later in the year this year that was just a, a true six lineman and we could pretty much run everything mm-hmm. out of it. Um, you know, just put that guy at tight end and had him flip around a little bit. So we've done a little bit of both um, or all of that stuff, but it's, it's been good for us as a change up. Um, you know, like I said, our, our running back this year was really good. He's a big kid. He's, he's going to Buffalo. Um, he was the state state offensive player of the year, um, had a really, really good year. Um, so you know, he's about 205, 210, pretty big kid. So you got a 270 pound fullback leading through for a 210 pound running back. You know, it's a good combination. So yeah. <laughs> short yardage was, was good for us down the stretch. Um, you said you dabbled in the duo world this year. We did the mm-hmm. same. All in the summer, I ran it. I was like, we, are we, we're going to get rid of ISO and kind of dabble into that because the way I was blocking inside zone, the footwork stuff was going to be the same. But you do have to go opposite. So, you know, inside zone right, you're kind of looking to the right. Lyman-wise, now when you're going duo right, you're kind of looking to the left. You know, it's power without the polar. Um, was there any challenges getting into that duo world for them or were they able to pick up on it? Because we, we picked it up. Then when we saw another team in the summer, we get to go practice with another team. Then their heads start spinning in duo because they never done it before. 
and you know so for for us it actually and i i guess i said dabbled i probably that's understating it it actually was um with with our running back that we had is uh I, I haven't finished up the analysis from the year, but my guess is it's probably going to be either our first or second most efficient run, oh, either wow. that or our wide zone is my, my guess. It was really good. We we, we had a game, actually, The I, I spoke of Muskego, um, the, the team that got seated ahead of us uh, in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They they are a 3-3 stack team. Um, probably the Illinois guys will know um, the very Chad Hetlett-esque mm-hmm. type defense, you know, the, the Glenbard teams. Um in our, I know they're, they're in our conference on the other side. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, they're, they're DC. He's actually a good friend of mine. I know knows Chad fairly well, and that's where a lot of that defense came from. Um, but we ran, I think our running back had 30, 33 carries for 190 yards or something that game. And I, I bet of those 33 carries, probably 20 to 25 of them are dual. Um, oh, wow. It just worked out really well with that the three stack. If you know if the team's not going to break the stack, yeah, and you know, and you have a tight end in there, you're essentially you can get three double teams up front, you know, and work right up the stack. Um, so it was a really good play for us. But back to your to your question about you know it was easy for them to pick up. For, it was pretty simple because we teach it essentially like you did exactly like our inside zone stuff. Um, what we did though is we taught the running back. Right. So the way that we called it, we um, the way that our, our wording works for our run plays and we have a right call, a right and a left name for everything, basically. So we kept it for the old linemen the exact same so that they knew, OK, well, inside zone left is technically the same as duo right. Mm-hmm. Right. As far as they're concerned. Right. But the running back is who we taught to do it differently. So the running backs insert point changed. So that was right. really the only thing. You know, well, his insert point and, and his his read obviously changed, but um, so for the most part, it, it was pretty easy for them to pick up. You know, he and we did it almost, I'd say probably eighty percent out of pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it. We did a little bit of it from you know gun gun right, gun left stuff. Not not a ton. It just hits better out mm-hmm. of pistol, I think. Right. Um, I, I remember watching J, JT O'Sullivan did a a duo clinic like on on his YouTube channel, probably. A year or two ago, and I was watching it, and I'm like, "Man, this would be really easy for us to put in." So we did it, um, and he did it a ton from a squeeze, you know, tight bunch alignment. Uh-huh. Um, so we did it a lot from that as well. Um, but yeah, it ended up being a really, really good play for us down the stretch, um, especially you know, probably the the level three or the quarterfinals, the semifinal games, and the playoffs. That, that was we really we really hit teams hard with that. So it was it was. Very, very good play. Yeah, it was kind of our running backs were kind of our issue. I think the line was picking it up. It was the lineman or the running back reading the the linebacker. They yep. nothing against our running backs. We had we were kind of starting fresh. We had a transfer come in from Glenbard West, actually, where Chad is. He was a senior. Then we had a couple guys that were sophomores, and they never done it before. Again, they never did it before, uh, and so we kind of scrapped it. I felt. Like, I wasted so much time in the summer putting it in. But it ended up becoming, you know, wide zone was kind of taken over. And so I said, okay, if we're going to sacrifice duo, we'll just keep doing wide zone. Wide zone inside ISO, and we're, we're, we're fine. Like, everything's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah we, it worked out well. Um, the only other little tweak that we did make, obviously, is uh, with, you know, the, the tackle on, 
well, I guess technically on duo, it's, you know, the, the play side. So that, that backside tackle, like on inside zone who would, you know, t- typically climb, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or, you know, move off a lot of times, you know, uh, it depends on the front, but against an odd front, you know, rather than climb right away, you know, he's going to now double with the tight end. Um, that, that was the only other tweak that those guys had to really learn with it. Um, Cause obviously if you play against, you know, if you're going against a, a traditional, you know, even front that, that they're going to play over, you know, mm-hmm. over front against you with the, the, their strength set to your tight end, you know, that, that tackle is going to come off the double the three tech. It's going to look like inside zone, you know, right. it doesn't really look any different as far as the outsider goes. And I always tell when guys ask me, what's the difference? I just look at how we insert the running back. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's that to me, that's the only thing that's going to look different um, when we do it. But the odd front, there's the tell with, does the tackle climb right away or is he staying on the end and double with a tight end? That was really mm-hmm. the only other tweak we had to make. So we did, we did too. got, um, we were fortunate to have a couple of really good tight ends. Um, we had a, an all region tight end and we had both of our tight ends were all conference. Um, really good. One of the one that's a junior is very big body. He's six, five, two twenty five, very athletic. Um, and the other guy's a little small. He's six, three, one ninety five. Um, but we get into 12 personnel quite a bit, you know, tight end wing stuff and, and run duo behind those guys. And that was, that was, that was a tough play for people to stop. Yeah. That's what we were hoping for. We were hoping to have bigger tight ends and we didn't. So I did not help either. But yeah, I learned, um, I kept talking to the OC at Western Illinois. He ran it when he was at New Hampshire, maybe I can't remember where he was. And he sent me film and he goes, yeah, you can tell by the answer of the running back. He goes, now we'll watch college football. You'll figure it out because I think I offended him right when I started the podcast with him. I made a joke. I was like, all right, so tell me what's the difference between doing an inside zone trying to be a jackass. And he got real, he stood, sat up and he goes, well, let me tell you, I've been studying this for like 10 years. And I was like, I was sorry. It's a Twitter thing. You know, you always go, is it inside zone or duo? And he goes, just look at the running back. Look at the running back. Look at the running back. And I'm like, I'm sorry to offend you that, for asking that dumb question. And so he showed me the film and I'm like, okay, I, I see what you're saying now. I understand. I'm so sorry. I did the same thing with wide zone, learning it years ago. I said, I said, teach me wide zone. And then during the conversation, I said, outside zone. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? And I said, what do you mean? What do I mean? And he's like, they're, they're, those are two different things. Do you want wide zone or outside zone? So I offend people when I ask them questions about it, apparently is. Because I said, what's the difference? And so they taught me the difference. I'm like, oh. And. Yeah. Me, me learning, I helped our defensive coordinator out too sometimes. Like, oh, they're running wide zone. I'm like, no, 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 it's actually outside zone. And he goes, well, what's the mm-hmm. difference? And I'm like, you see the lineman's footwork. You see how they're not getting upfield. They're getting lateral and trying to hook. And, you know, well, what's wide zone? I was like, you see how they're pushing them to the sideline? There's your wide zone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we're in the same boat. I mean, we 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 call it outside zone just, just what we call, you know, I think just more of a traditional thing. But we run more wide zone. Right. Um, it's yeah, <laughs> same same thing. Yeah, I, I same as you. There's the difference, obviously, but yeah, to to like our kids and people in our program, they don't really, you know, we never look at the difference. I guess you know, it's not so much we're trying to hook, you know, or trying to get to the edge all the time. It's just if we can, great. If not, we're gonna stick our foot in the ground and get downhill. Yeah, I had to stick with calling it wide zone because our running backs would probably take the path of least resistance and say, well, I'm always going to go to the outside. And I have to tell them, I want you downhill as quickly as possible. 
Now, when we add a tight end or that bunch set and run it that way, it becomes an outside zone just because of naturally how, you know, I call them the softies. The softies, how they hook them. You know, they're, they're just going to – they'll hook them. Um, but our running backs will just be like, oh, wow, outside zone? I'm just going to keep going outside. So I had to say the words, this is wide zone because I don't know where you're going. Yeah. And then I get, and then I start to think about it, how crazy football has changed. Because back in the day, it was like, you're going to run 44 here, and you're running right to this hole. Or when you're running here, you're running right to here. And I kind of came in and told some of these coaches, yeah, power, you want me to run power? And they're like, yeah, we want to hit it in the C gap. I'm like, I don't know if it's always going to hit there. And they go, what do you mean? I was like, it depends how they line up. It might be a gap power, you know. And the coaches started thinking about it, and they're like, oh, that's kind of true. And I was like, zones, I don't know where it's going to hit. I know where I want it to go, but I can't guarantee you that that's where it's going to go. And I think the kids kind of liked that, too, when I told them that, because they were like, wait, so it's not going to hit here. It might hit here, blah, blah. And they get to be athletes, you know. And this year was the first year where they got to be athletes, and that and then the the wins proved itself. They got to be athletes and just kind of go play. And well, coach, I'm sorry I didn't hit it here. And I'm like, I don't care. You got a first down. I really don't care. You're making me look good. Yep. Yep. We're in the same boat. That was um, when when I got hired at Franklin. That was the the first change that I made was we got rid of the the number system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and offense, they they'd kind of been running the same stuff for and, and granted. They, they were, you know, I'm not going to take credit for all of us being good all of a sudden. They've been, they were successful before I got here. Um, they were really good, but I just felt like the, the system, you know, it was out, outdated. Uh-huh. You know, they, they had been kind of doing a lot of the same stuff for, you know, 15 going on 20 years. Um, Franklin was one of the first spread offense teams in probably the whole state of Wisconsin. So they, you know, they, they kind of got the novelty of it for a few years um, and then just maintained what they called it. You know, they made some tweaks and stuff over the years, obviously, but yeah, the numbers, the numbers got me. I know I, I play, I grew up in a, I ran the wing T in yeah. high school. So I'm, you know, I know the you know, I know one, one, you got the whole series. I got one, one twenty four trap and one twenty one sweep and one twenty one waggle and one twenty one waggle throwback. And, you know, I know the whole series of number. I get how the, it can make sense. Um, but yeah, and I think nowadays with the way football is played, you don't get to tell a kid and not, you know, say, well, here's the four hole and you tell them a number and they're going to think, well, I have to hit it the four hole. It's like, no, no, it's more of a suggestion. Um, yeah. You know, that's probably your aiming point, but it doesn't yep. mean you're going to hit it there. But just, yeah, I, I felt like get rid of it and, and just give everything. I, I've always been a big name guy to me. I, I, we had that when I was in college. Um they had names for stuff and I just, mm-hmm. I liked it so much better. So yeah, it's, that's how we are now. We have, we have no numbers. I, I take that back. We, we have, we use numbers, but it like, we have a play called niner, right? So that's about as number as number uh-huh. as close to a number as we get. So. Yeah. We try to do both. So last year we were no huddle all the time and we had both. We had the words with a direction or a number. Now the number meant nothing. So like if it was 22, that's just inside zone right. It's not not telling you to go the two. He could say 26, and that meant it's yeah. inside zone. That's when we were going really fast. If we wanted to go fast, this is what we want you to say. If it was a little slower, you could say, you know, Indy South. That could be inside zone or, or whatever it was. I can't remember. This year, we were a huddle team, which I it killed me on the inside at the beginning of the year. But with the quarterback situations and stuff, we were like, let's go huddle. And stuff like that. And so we still use numbers 
we we got rid of the names. We just said, just say the number in the huddle. Linemen are going to know. So, I mean, I guess, but, you know, it's not mm-hmm. the old school. Like, we ran we ran power eye option. So, I remember 12 option, 22 option. And, man, he just is stepping wider. And the two is who it's going to and, and all that stuff. And I know some yeah. spread coaches still do that. They'll say 21, which means it's inside zone, but it's going to your second back from a two-back set. But I don't like that anymore either. I mean, it's good, but I personally don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't we don't do any of that stuff. We've we've gotten completely to to words. Um we've we too have kind of gone back. Uh I mean we still are mostly well, I'd say we're like half huddle. Let's put it that way. Um our, our skill guys, our receivers do not huddle. Um Okay. We have our linemen just basically they back up a couple yards off the ball uh-huh. and just kind of get into a semicircle and then the quarterback will stand right right there and just give them the play quick. And then we get, we get to the line really quick and, and we, you know, what well, we do some different snap count things. We do some dummy cadences and we do the, the clap and different things, depending on the, the opponent. If it's a real aggressive opponent or a team does a lot of stemming and stuff, you know, then we'll probably do some more, more of that. But yeah, we've kind of slowed it down a little bit um, from the, the tempo perspective, just to help our quarter. We, we've gotten, so, you know, we, we run, more and more stuff I'd say every year. So giving the quarterback a little bit more time just to diagnose what's going on and all that. So slowed it a little bit. And then, and I think we also had run into, um, if you know what our calls are or how, you know, how we call a pass versus how we call a run and you hear a quarterback making that call to our alignment, right. it's probably pretty obvious. So I think we ran into that situation, at least with one team that we play every year that had picked up on that. And I think they had used that to their advantage against us um, right. in the 22 season. So that was part of the reason why we went to that um, uh, just to eliminate the possibility of anybody picking up on our calls, but we do have a couple different and we, we don't use wristbands or anything like uh-huh. that either. We, we got, I, I'm, I've never loved using wristbands. I got rid of those two. Um, but we, a lot of our stuff will give the quarterback some freedom. You know, Hey, if a play is called Iowa, you know, hey guys, who's the coach of Iowa? You know, Kirk Ferentz. Well, maybe when he runs to the line, he's going to say Kirk Ferentz instead of Iowa. You know, things like that. So you know, we, right. we kind of got into some of that type of stuff, where give guys some freedom so that it doesn't sound the same every time if we're in a no huddle scenario. So right, that's a good idea. I don't know if my kids are smart enough for that. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to be you got to have guys that know that stuff. Um, we, we have a lot of terms like that in our system. You know, team names and mascots and states and all that type of stuff so if they're you got kids that are good with that or they're sports fans then it'll probably work well believe it or not like our one of our plays was like new york would be to the right and certain teams from california would be to the left it's the same play but you know if you had to change because in the huddle we say it but if you had to change it let's say we shifted and we needed to be changed he yelled out niners and one of my kids went to the right and he goes well, you said this in the huddle. I don't know what Niners is. He didn't know that it meant 49ers. And I'm like, okay, let's start over and yeah. try this again. Or the best was there's two Giants teams. There's one in New York and there's one in California. So he said Giants. So they went to the right. Well, I want you to go to the left. Well, Giants is in New York. So we were like, okay, Giants is a baseball team. And I had two kids go, who cares about baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember hearing. Uh, I think that that 
uh, similar setup. I think it was Noel Mazzoni at one point. I saw him there. It might have been in Chicago at Glacier Clinic that they were calling. Um, they were calling something New York and L.A. Those, those are their terms for one of them. I heard that. Like, he had a lot of stuff like that where it was – where they had um, – uh, who was there? Somebody that had East Coast. Maybe it might have been JT. Uh, JT O'Sullivan was telling me he had um, East Coast rappers and West Coast rappers. We so had like Tupac and Biggie and and things like that. So yeah, you got to. He had some pretty interesting stuff. So if you know, yeah, if your kids know that stuff, I'm sure you can get it. You know the old uh, ra- the East Coast West Coast rap wars back in the '90s. I don't know how many kids now know about that, but yeah, yeah, we we have uh, we we've used. Um, uh, Top Gun characters. Nice. That that was good. Nice. Um, they did. Most of the kids, unfortunately, did not know the names of a lot of the older characters from the original Top Gun. Oh, so we had, we had to teach them. Which they knew Maverick. They knew Iceman. Uh, some of the other ones they weren't so so clear on. <laughs> but these kids yeah. don't even know. They don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> they just. I'm not yeah. even old. Oh, I feel old, but I'm not old. And I'll tell them those movies, and they go, "When was that made?" Yeah. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. on the, another funny one, I'll never forget at a clinic years ago, um, this coach, he was at a private high school, maybe in Michigan. I don't remember. They freeze call a lot. Like they want to do check with me's. And so he was saying what they call it. And he was like, yeah, I use my wife's name. I use my daughter's name. The OC uses his ex-wife's name and blah, 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 blah. And so when you hear the girl's names, it's freeze. And a coach raised his hand and goes, well, why are you picking those names? And he was like. Well, that's our freeze call, and they're all cold-hearted bitches, so that's why we have to do that. (laughs) And and so the high school I was at, I said, hey, I I don't want this to be the reason, but what if the quarterback just said one of our wives or girlfriend's names? Not because of that reason. I just think it would throw people off. And so the head coach was like, hey, don't tell any other coaches, and let's just see what happens. So we said, hey, call out the O-line coach's wife's name. And he started doing it. He looks around, and is she here? Okay, then a little bit later, he says, like, the wide receivers coach, and he goes, what? Because we didn't tell him we were doing check with me. I was the OC. I was like, we're not, I didn't tell him we were doing check with me. And and I told him the story, and they were like, what are you trying to say about our wives? And I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, that that's one uh... – the freeze area is one area where we – I need to come up with a way I know because we do not, – not a ton of it, I, maybe four or five times a game if that um, – but a way to get to play so that the quarterback doesn't just have to, you know, say it up to, you know, or, or give away the play call when he tells the the lineman what it, what it mm-hmm. ends up being after we do the freeze. I know that's one thing that I've thought about in the past. You know, we play against certain teams that we play every year who they probably have an idea of what we're, what we're doing. And then they get that and like, oh shit, I wonder if they hear that call, if they're going to know if it's a pass or if it's a run. So something I'm going to have to, toy around with yeah we thought about having the line look at me for signals sometimes um one school i was at he their colors are red and black and so he'll always they always yelled if he yelled black first like black black red red the black was telling people it was a pass mm-hmm. it's red red black black it's saying it's a run but then he always mixed it up so if it was like black black red red even Gary, Florida, well, it's telling him, like, hey, Florida's the pass play. That even Gary meant nothing. You know, mm-hmm. even Gary's the run play. And then if now if he's yelling red, red, black, black, uh, you know, odd Gary, Texas A&M. Well, it's telling the line, hey, we're running 
trap because it's Gary. That's what the G's for running to the left. And that was it. Yep. Um, it worked pretty well. We didn't know how to all the time, but that, that part worked pretty well. We did a check with me. Yep. He quickly did it. Yep. Yeah. So that's something we're going to have to come up with a better system for. It's probably do that this coming year. So we, we have to do the same thing. We, we, we really, we were a huddle team wanted to check and same thing. He had to yell to the line and eventually they figure mm-hmm. it out. And then the line gets mad and you're yelling, well, I don't care if they know. And, you know, but in your league, probably yep. with the teams you're playing, you're like, well, I don't want them to know at all because they're pretty smart. <laughs> For us, we get away with it with some teams we played. Like, yeah. they're not going to f- – because, like, yeah. do you guys two platoon? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. We don't. We don't have that luxury. We yeah. <laughs> My whole line did yeah. not play defense. I will say that. That was pretty fortunate. Everybody nice. else yeah. was free game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to say, it seems like you have a lot in, so you have to be able to – like just to platoon and be able to meet with them all the time and get that done. Yes. Yeah. That, that's beneficial for sure. Yeah. We, we only had one, uh, like I mentioned, the, the D lineman that came over and he played a little guard, played a little fullback. Um, but that was really, well, him and the other D lineman that that other kid just played basically are either a fullback or a third tight end really mm-hmm. is all he did. So he, he had the easy job, you know, just tell him, hey, you always go opposite the call, <laughs> and uh, you know, for the most part, you don't have to do a whole hell of a lot. You're you're usually the backside of, of stuff. Occasionally, we run something to the backside of the heavy formation, but not a ton. So, um, I know one other thing football's changed is um, practice planning and strength conditioning and speed. Like the feed the cats thing has become monstrous, and yep. I got to talk to Coach Holler last year on here are you guys dabbling in that do you do that or is it something that is talked about up there as it because tony holler he lives 15 minutes down the street from me i didn't know that he's in the town next over and it's starting to he's been doing it for 20 years but it's starting to all over the place yep um somewhat um our, our head coach is no, he's been coaching for 31 years, yeah. so he's still got some of the old school mentality. Um, but he, he's definitely come around to a, a lot of the principles of feed the cats. Uh-huh. Um, you know, as far as you know, our it, we we still do conditioning at practice. I will say that, um, but it is very football specific. You know, it's not uh-huh. some arbitrary. Okay, let's jog around in a circle and do an up down every 10 you know we don't do that it's it's either typically something to you know speed based we're doing sprints or we're doing some kind of change of direction type stuff um you know it's pretty you know for the most part in line i would say if if a feed the cast team were going to do conditioning that's probably what they would do um as far as uh, practice and, and off season stuff. Uh, our practices, I would say we rarely are on the field for more than 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we two platoon. So that helps with that aspect right. of it. Um, we are also fortunate in that we, we can two platoon our scout team, right? We have enough kids, um, you know, so we, we can do offense and defense at the same time, right? Have two full scout teams and, and have subs, um, for, for all, all four components there, you know, your offense, defense, scout, O, scout D. Um, so we get a lot done. Um, you know, we, uh, for me, uh, you know, I've definitely kind of trimmed the fat when it comes to practice planning. Um, we don't, especially once you get into game weeks, mm-hmm. 
we don't do a lot of indie. Um, we, we do, and we really focus on the stuff that we think is going to win us games. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of team group stuff, our old linemen still do. They, they usually have, I'd say 20 ish, 25 minutes of indie most, at least on a Tuesday and Wednesday practice, just, um, they kind of have a routine, you know, Tuesday is their run day. They're going to go up, do their, do their footwork stuff, go, you know, do their sled work. Um, there's their combo stuff. And then Wednesdays is pass protections and blitz pickup stuff. Um, you know, we don't, you know, we, yeah, we, we've trimmed a ton back. Um, we probably do. I'd, I'd say when you, if you were, well, one of the nice things we do too, I will say is we, as far as warmups go, um, we warm up in position groups. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we essentially steal an indie for warmups. So you do a position specific uh, warmup. You know, so like I coach quarterbacks, right? So we do what we need to do for to get our arms warmed up, get our hips loose, you know, get get all that stuff done. We have a, a twelve minute period to basically do whatever we need to do there, um, and then we do a individual special teams period. Mm-hmm. So everybody except for the quarterbacks and the centers and, and our old linemen, for the most part, um, goes to. Hey, the gunners go do this. The kickers do this. The punters do this. The punter returners are doing this. You know, they may do. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't have any special teams responsibilities because I'm the old coordinator, so I don't know a ton of <laughs> our special teams are outstanding. Our, our coordinator, they do a great job, but yeah, I know next to nothing about what they do. Um, so we have that, and that's nice because we steal time during that, which is where our quarterbacks are. We're taking snaps from the center right? We're right. going through our drops. We're getting all of our drops in. We're getting our footwork done in that period. So, you know, we're, and that's a six minute period. So you go 18 minutes, we're on the field for 18 minutes and we've already essentially done all, almost all of our indie that we're going to do for the day right, right there. Um, and we haven't even technically, you know, done any true team stuff. And then and we usually go right from there to, um, a team period, which is, I mean, we do our, our heavy install stuff on Monday. So like a Tuesday, the first team period would be, left hash openers, right? So we're going first and second downs from the left hash. That's like an eight minute period. We do that. Then we go, then you might have uh, an indie period by the eight minute indie period for some of the positions like O linemen probably go typically then the, the QBs and running backs, we go together, we go through all of our backfield action stuff. Um, you know, footwork, if we were, if we're maybe this week we're running counter from the same side or something, you know, so we're going to make sure we hit that a few times just to tweet, you know, make sure we're, we're good with the footwork. Um, go from that typically then it's past game um routes on air maybe a skelly period another eight minutes um and then the linemen usually come back then and that's when um we'll go to our right hash do our first and second downs on the right hash then we have a special teams period um after that we come back from special teams and it's usually a situational period for us uh tuesdays are third downs for us. Um, so we have a, a 10 minute third down period where we're, you know, we're probably working depending on you know, what we have in the game plan, probably three to five of each down and distance, basically, you know, third and third and long, third, medium, third and short. Right. Uh, and then we have one last, one more full go team period, which is like a team move the ball kind of a, uh, you know, I, I, that was one thing that I wanted to do this year is I felt like, previous years we had i had been so script heavy that we never had a just move the ball and and call it you know live 
period in practice. So I wanted to do that this year. Um, so that's that period that we do right at the end. And then, you know, we typically do our, our conditioning stuff and we're out. So right. yeah, the, nothing crazy. Our head coach, he, let's see, he's 38, 39, but he played linebacker in college. So he has that old school, like, why don't you just hit people? Like, why are we not, you know, whatever. So when I was telling him about this feed the cats thing, my friend does it and this, this, and that. He was like, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't want to even mess with it. And then the more I kept bringing it up, the more he's like, well, do we have to do the whole thing and blah, blah. And I said, hey, I don't know what you're going to do with Lyman. I'm going to try to do it. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, okay, let's say Wednesday we're going to do a lot of team. Well, inside run and team that day. Let's just say we're doing both. Well, an individual, we're not going to hit at all. I'm not going to hit at all. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, they're going to use hand shields. We're just going to do footwork. We're not doing one-on-ones. We're not doing this. And he goes, what do you mean? I was like, trust me. Because just, I said, think about it. Like, if I hit an individual, then we go hit an inside run, then we go hit and team, they're going to be tired. And I was like, this this mentality that I, or this, this thought process makes sense to me now. Because I think about when we all played. We did that. We're getting tired. I want them to be healthy. I want them to be fresh on Friday. So, but we two platoon. So our guys are also practicing defense later on in the day. We have to split it in two. Like we're doing offense the first 50 minutes, defense the next 50. I have to look at what the defense is doing in the game plan, which made my life harder. So what are you guys doing today? Are you guys hitting a lot in defensive line? Okay, then I can't hit today in offense. So it became a lot of game planning for me this year and and practice plan. I used to just be able to do it. Now I'm like, now I have to look at everything. But I will say this. This was the healthiest we've been since I've been there. So I think there was something to – and then everybody else started to pick up on it. Like other, other position groups were like, well, yeah, maybe you're on to something. Maybe if we don't hit all the time, maybe if we're not always 100% running. And, like, we didn't even condition, really. We still did the old-school flex, move-around, stretch stuff that I cannot stand anymore. Um, our, our, our strength coach um, interned at Northwestern. So that's what they did, and I hated it. Every day I walked out there, I was like, "Flex is stupid. This is stupid. Why? Why can I not just take the old line and do old line stuff? Why can't the quarterback just not go throw? You know, like this yeah, is dumb." Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I love the the position warm ups. Um, that's great, but uh, the the other side of it, so the off season stuff, um, for the most part, um, you know, I, I don't know. I I've been to to the to TFC twice. Um, it, it's been a little, a couple of years since I've been to one, um, but I, I've always loved them and I, I've always taken ideas as far as strength and conditioning stuff back. Um, the, the one area that I would like to see us improve on is we don't do a great job. You know, Tony calls it their, the record rank publish uh-huh. stuff, you know, in, yeah. in the weight room and, and all of that. We, I don't think we do a great job with that. Um, you know, I think we could get our kids for the most part, you know, we're, we're at the point now where we're successful and the kids know that the weight room is mm-hmm. not really optional anymore. So they, they're in there. Um, but I think it would help out with some of the, you know, you, you get some of the, the fringe kids that just kind of, they're in there to pass the time and, and check their name off that they were in there. I'd, I'd like to see us do a little bit more of that stuff and, and come up with some different things to measure. I know he's got, um, there was a coach that did some stuff with, uh, like the hex bar deadlift, uh-huh. uh, they had a, I forget the, the number that they, I have it somewhere on my computer, but 
that and then they you know there was uh, a force number or something like that you know it was like your your max on that divided by your body weight or something and they had like tiers for yeah, you know if you're yeah. if you can do three times your body weight you're in this tier and you know two times you're in this I, i'd like to see us do something like that and then they had a speed one as well i think too where it was you know your 40 time um divided something with your weight i think it was one of those weird math conversions like they converted it to meters per second or something like that and then it was all i, I would like to do something like that just to help you know give our guys uh, a better because we we don't do a ton of testing we probably max out two or three times in the off season um I, i'd like to see some more of that stuff um, but as far as the lifting goes we're pretty i'd say we're smart about that like we we make the main thing the main thing you know we're not uh we're not going to be in there doing 20 different lifts. Um, it's going to get in there. You do the things that you need to do that are in the program. It's probably six things or something that they got to do in there and they're out. You know, we typically do um, a speed thing before we go in a couple times a week. Like I, I, I do the weight room on, or I run it on Wednesdays and I always do speed stuff. Um, you know, whether we might do some plyo stuff, you know, different jumps or bounds, um, sprinting, that type of stuff. And then they're there. We start at two forty-five, and I'd say for the most part, everybody's done by three thirty. you know, it's, it's in and out pretty quick. So, yeah, that's that I'm in the same boat. I want to see more of like, we're going to have a weightlifting board put up and all that stuff, but I do want to see that. I want, you know, and, um, the RPR stuff that they do to get certified, me and the head coach actually might go do it because it's a small world. One of the schools he worked at, Chris Corfus was actually the track coach. They actually know each other. So it's a small world. He's at home with Flossmore, which is not crazy far. So we might fully get into it where we're kind of – I even told him I'll do the speed thing because talking to Coach Holler, he's like, yeah, if you do it right, it takes you 15 minutes. Like it's – I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, your kid may only run twice. I'm like, what do you mean he might run twice? Well, he's tired. And then there's that part of my brain that clicks. I'm like, well, quit being lazy. Just get up and run more. <laughs> yep. You know? Yep, that's what yeah. – my yeah, buddy. That, that's the thing. The the sprints, I'd say, like when I do it, I rarely ever have to do more than we like the hall. So we we have to run in a hallway, right? We're, we're one of those schools. We don't have the best facilities, but we have two drinking fountains that fortunately are like thirty eh, ish yards apart, right? So those are the that's where we run our sprints. We go drinking fountain mm-hmm. to drinking fountain. It's about you know, like I said, thirty something yards. And rarely do we do that. Each kid will do that three, maybe four times, and that's it. Like when we do the sprints, boom, right. get it done, get in the weight room, let's go. Right. I'm hoping that's what we All do. Right. Didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> oh, no. I, I hope that's what we do because my buddy did it years ago, and this is when I first heard about it. And he goes, yes, yeah, if you come to one of my track meets, you're going to think we're the laziest team ever. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, run. And then we sit for five minutes and do nothing. And I said, what do you mean you sit? He goes, no, literally, we sit on the ground and do nothing for five minutes. Then we get up, do it again. And I was like, can you explain that to me? And he goes, well, your body's going to reset itself to get up and go. And I was like, that's stupid. That's dumb. And then he was showing me, he kept sending me the results. It was a girls track team of how fast they were running and how much faster they got. And then he goes, look, they went from like 18 miles per hour. Now I've got them to 20. Can you imagine a girl running 20 miles per hour? And I'm like, okay. That's fine. Well, then COVID hit. So then I was like, well, I'm more curious in football stuff. And then uh, Brad Dixon, I talked to him and the stuff he was telling me still didn't click with me. None of it was like, none of it made sense. Like the stuff being told to me, I'm like, wait a minute now. Like you're supposed to run in practice. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. 
This makes no sense. He goes, yeah, we don't put pads on till Wednesday and stuff like that. I'm like, none of this makes sense. None of this. And then for some reason, this, not this year, but the year before, it just, all of a sudden I was looking, I was like, okay. So I talked to, I was like, why don't I just go to the source, talk to Coach Holler. And all of a sudden it just, but then I told him, I was like, but you mean there's math? I have to do math. I'm a lineman coach. I'm not doing math. Yep. And he goes, yeah. Yep. He's like, unfortunately, Steve, you're going to have to do some math. I'm like, oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah, I think that, like, we were talking about the, the conditioning at practice, and I think that's one thing that we've really benefited from is, Tony talks about that, is, you know, if you're going to do conditioning, the best thing is to crowd together those, you know, the anaerobic mm-hmm you know, work really quick, you know, you're going to do whatever it is, your 20 or your twenties, your forties, whatever. And you, you crowd them together quickly, but they get, you know, you get a, a bit of a break in the middle, you know, in between them. And I think that has benefited us a ton, at least early in the season. I've noticed it um, this year a lot. So our, our, our first game of the year, uh, the team that we, we played against. Um, and, and I don't know what they do in practice. They, they, I have no idea, but they cramped. I would say it was 10 to one, yep. the number of their guys that cramped compared to ours. I don't know that we had anybody um, and they had, you know, almost their, their quarterback, their receivers, their DBs. I mean, it was, it was, in, it was uh, almost, you know, fascinating to see how, how many of them were cramping. Honestly, I had never seen anything like it before, but I, I think that benefited our guys a ton because they, you know, and I know I've seen Tony talk about the, you know, probably the problem with kids cramping early in the season or, or throughout the season is that they're, they're never getting up to full speed during the week. You know, cause uh-huh. you're on a play in practice. You may, you may not a lot, probably for the most part, a lot of your kids don't right. um, with the exception of maybe the receivers or maybe probably only one or two receivers on a given play, depending on what the, the pass play is or your running back. Um, we know our guys are getting up to full speed when we do our conditioning. You know, it's it's a speed. You know, our, the focus is speed, but yeah, we're going to crowd together those the efforts like that so that it, you know, they're they're getting that work. So right. definitely, I think I I think at least, and and that could just be me wanting to think that. <laughs> um, I, I think that that helped us a ton early in the season. Yeah, and, and I got away from the um, running for punishment and like up down things, like because mm-hmm. you know individual time especially with me, if you're dealing with all these linemen, they piss me off. I'm going to be like, Hey, everybody just start doing up downs. Hey, everybody go run. Hey, everybody do this. I got away from that. I just said, Hey, you know what guys, the, 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 here's my five minute segment of my 20 minute individual. The first three minutes have looked bad. I'm going straight to the next thing. I'm not going to continue this. I'm going to move on. And so there was times I got to team stuff early and they're like, Oh, bad practice. If I was there early, they were like, Oh, bad practice. I'm like, yep. Cause we just skipped it and I'm moving on. There was twice, I think, I made them do up-downs to explain to the kids, now do you feel tired? Do you feel how stupid this is? Like, now, blah, 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 blah. And so I think that helped, too, getting away from the go take a lap or go do this. I'm just like, you know what? You're the one that's going to look stupid, not me. <laughs> like, that type of mentality of – and that actually started to click with those guys when they realized, like, oh, he looks – the coach looks disappointed. We got to fix this. It wasn't the running no more. It was the – um, he looks disappointed. We're not getting the job done, and so it turned into a better practice after than making them run. Yep. Yeah. My my two things. Um, either a, I'll, you know, if we're playing like garbage, it's not run or yell at them. It's 
I'll tell them, all right, get out of here. Go stand on the sideline. Get away from me. Like yep. we're done for yep. now. <laughs> you yep. know, like that, that's the, the number one thing that I do. And then if it were able to, and it's like an individual that that's doing it. Um, so long as we have somebody else, it's you get out of there. You in, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do a lot of that. So long as we can't, no, we can't, we're fortunate that we can a lot of the time, not all the time. Right. Um, we have the ability to, you know, a certain position, like if it's a quarterback, mm, yeah, that might just be a, Hey, quit being a dumbass. Right. Know, one of those right. conversations really quick. Um, or the old, uh, Hey, if I could, I would replace you right now. <laughs> I had <laughs> but, to use that one a couple of times. <laughs> or like, but, Hey, we're just going to run the ball every play now. So you're not even going to throw it. Well, coach, it's yep. third and 12. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Hand yeah, it well, off. Yeah. Draw. <laughs> or draw. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've done that before yep. too, where. We've done that with this kid where he complains and we're like, then he wants to pass it and we're, me and this kid get along great. So it was just funny. Then I'm like, well, no, we're going to run it because you were just complaining about something. So we're going to run it or, or whatever it is. Oh, we yep. did that too. We, yep. we, we actually adopted the philosophy of if this kid wants to argue with us and do this, we actually would send kids home. Even if we couldn't afford to, we were like, just, Hey, today's not your day. Go home. We'll yep. call mom and dad and say, Hey, Johnny did this, whatever come back tomorrow we'll try again you're not kicked off the team we'll just try again tomorrow and and so the head coach adopted some of that and so i think each year we're going to get more and more to the less is more philosophy type of thing and but there was times we went back to old school like okay today we got to hit a lot we got to do this we got to do one-on-one and i'm like no we don't not necessarily let's let's get away from that and the the proof's in the pudding we were relatively healthy this year like I mean, second round of the playoffs, never really lost anybody. Like, yeah, we were banged up, obviously, but like they, because like you said, there were some teams that two platooned as well, and we wore them down somehow. Like, we would wear them down when we normally shouldn't have. Like, we only had 38 kids on the varsity team. We went against a, a team that had 50 or 60, and we wore them down. Somehow, some way, we wore them down. I'm not saying what we did it changed it, but, you know, it just kind of, Maybe there was something to it where we weren't just killing them all summer and killing them all season. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Same boat. We're in the same boat. Um, yeah, we only had injury wise. We, we did lose one of our, our tight ends down the stretch late in the season. He, he broke, he broke a bone in his foot um, in a, in a play, you know, right. just one of those unfortunate things that happens. Not, not because of, you know, any, there wasn't a stress fracture or anything like that. Like, Got he rolled up in an awkward and broke a bone in the side of his foot, you know, right. so like that. Well, yeah, otherwise, we had you know, I don't think we had any soft tissue injuries that I can think of anyway, at least on offense. Um, we were pretty good. Um, and then yeah, I the, the wearing teams down kind of the same thing. I think we were in the same boat, and we, we've kind of had that that happen a few times over the past few years. We had a, a team that we played. Uh, back in 21, um, we played twice. We played them the week one game, um, which they were beating us 28-7 at half, and we ended up winning that game 35-31. Wow. Um, and then we played them again in the state semifinals, and they were beating us 19-3 to with nine minutes left, and we came back and beat them. Um, and it was the same boat. I think we just wore them down. They, got, mm-hmm. they, got, they were playing some guys. Granted, they had five really good linemen, and they were mm-hmm. playing them all both ways so i think it just got to the point where 
you know, those big boys, they just, they got tired, you know, right. they, they, they're weak. That was a long week for them. And then we came out and, you know, we're running, we're, we're fast and, and moving around a lot. They, uh, they got worn down in the fourth quarter. We owned them, came right. back, you know, scored, uh, we, we ended up winning the playoff. We were down 19, three with nine minutes left, one twenty six nineteen. 19. Um, and the first round game we scored, uh, I think we scored 20, 21 points in the last six minutes or something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> So, yep. Yep. We only had one bad injury. Um, we brought up a freshman last year to play varsity. He was just we, – we, he was a kid, like a dude. We had to bring him up. Well, for freshman basketball for me, tore his MCL and ACL in basketball in January. One supposed to get him back to October. He healed so quickly, we got him back in September. Doctor cleared him, whatever, played him. Scored two touchdowns his first game. Like, every game he was scoring a touchdown. We were like, we got to get this. And – First round playoff game. First pass to him was 21 yards. He's running. Tries to do this weird spin thing, and as he's doing it, they hit him, and they hit him. Grabbing his other knee, and we were like, oh, shit. And gets the MRI, tears his ACL in the other knee. We are just like, 15-year-old kid, 16-year-old kid has to have another surgery. So during the surgery, they found out he also tore the MCL. So they had to put all that back together. So he's torn both of them and both knees. That's rough. Yeah, no, you know, I think of it, we did have – we had a uh, a younger running back tear his ACL in the JV game early in the season. I know that. But I think that was the only the only other one I can think of. So luck, luckily we were deep at running back, so it didn't it didn't have a major effect on us. He was kind of down the depth chart a little bit anyway. But so – It's always sad when that but, happens. Yeah, yeah, you feel terrible for the kid. Um you know, especially when it happens, I think it was our week two game. You know, it's early in the season. You got the whole, the whole way to go still, and now you're you're done. Yeah, that's right. That's and, that's a tough break. And I also learned because he was walking, and I said, "How can he walk tearing these things?" And they said his thighs were so strong that it was overcompensating. Because oh, yeah. when he tore it as a freshman, I was so confident he didn't tear it because he was walking. And he jumped, and I'm like, uh-oh, he, he's fine. He just stretched it or, or whatever. And then they said they tore it. I felt so bad because I, I felt like I lied to him. I was like, no, you didn't tear it. You're fine. Look at what you're doing. You're fine. And then he did. And I asked the trainer, and they're like, his thighs are just so strong that it, like, overcompensates it. And so now he's back in the sleep. He's back in the leg brace. He He's like, I'll be back in June. And we're like, shut up. Just don't come back till." <laughs> Our season's getting pushed back like a week, so we're like, don't come back to the very end of August. Like, we, you're fine. And he goes, no, 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 I'm not about to be back. And he was an all-conference player after missing three games. Like, that's just how the impact he made. And mm-hmm. I was just like, no, nah, you're fine. You're going to be fine. But I said, are you going to have – I'm afraid you have a fear of it. But he, And I said something to him about it. He goes, I have nothing else to tear, so I'm good. And so that's his mindset. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's great. Yeah, true. Yeah. Good way to think of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I tore my ACL in college in my meniscus, so I know how it goes. It's not Oof. a fun experience. <laughs> I think I did, and I never did anything about it, so I'm just ignoring it. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah. I, I had uh, would have been my junior year of college. I tore it. Yeah. So late wow. late November, or uh, it would have been like mid November, I guess. Yeah, then I was. This was what 2007, probably. So took probably a good six months before I was fully back. The meniscus bugged me more than the ACL ever did. I know that. I think probably because of the way, you know, the, mm-hmm. the joint sits on that. And there were right. some issues with that. But, 
yeah, the ACL. He hasn't had any problems with it since. But yeah, I, I always feel terrible for a kid when it happens because I know how disheartening and how much of a pain in the ass it is to to rehab that. That's that's not fun. <laughs> no, but he heals quickly. Like the doctors told us, like he heals ridiculously quick. Like we were shocked game three or so. Like, hey, he's ready to go. Or game four, whatever it was. We're like, what? Are you sure? Yeah, that's that's impressive. That's quick. <laughs> Oh, and then we were so nervous to play him. He got hit. He got hit, and we're like, oh. And he got up, and he's like, okay. And I was like, okay. He got hit. There we go. And uh, then the next play, he took off like a 60-yard touchdown, and we're like, he's back. He's good. He looks nice. – like, he comes off. I was like, you look kind of slow. And he goes, coach, I'm out of shape. I'm out of shape. <laughs> yep. I haven't yep. done anything in months besides the rehab. Um, but he's also the kid that has no fear. So he was trying to run routes with us in like August. And we're like, what are you doing? Like – and he goes, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And we're like, you're going to tear something. And he tore it later on. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And mom would come up. To, <laughs> mom would come pick him up. Was he running again? And we're like, yeah, he keeps running. And mom's like, God damn it. She goes, he does it at home, too. He tries to go outside and do stuff. And we have to tell him to sit down and not do anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. You get one shot at it, so. Do it while you can. Man. Well, the, he's a super positive kid. He was like, I got to be there for the first playoff game, not for the second one, and I still have two years left of football. And we're like, well, that's a good way to look at it. He goes, maybe division yeah. – He even yeah. he's so realistic. He goes, maybe division three football or so. Like, he's so realistic about it. And he goes, but I got two more years. And we're, I'm like, okay, at least you're positive. I said, if I was your age, I don't know if I'd be as positive. <laughs> I'd be like, this sucks. This is stupid. You know, the – and like I said, I think I did tear some of my knee. I'm 33, and sometimes I buckle. And I'm like, maybe I did. But I'm ignoring it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little older. I'm 37, so i I got a couple more years on it. But, yeah, mine, mine's been good ever since, though. I haven't had any issues. So. You're not old, Coach. You look you look like you're still <laughs> 20s. Well, I still have all my hair. That helps. So. Yeah, I don't. Mine slowly... <laughs> But I cut it so you can't see the gray. That's my excuse. So that way you oh, can't yeah, see. Yeah, I'm getting that though on the sides here. So, it's well, the, starting to show the up. kids say I'm bald just because of my hairline. I'm like, this hairline has been here since like 25. I'm 33, so I'm doing pretty good. Then why is it so short? And I'm like, because you guys make it fall out. <laughs> and I do all three sports, so all the gray hair is going to pop in at some point. And especially doing basketball, like all the gray hair. I think that's what they told me. I think, oh, they yeah. said, I think they said football coaches go bald and basketball coaches get gray hair. And I'm like, so I'm going to do both. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what they told yep. me. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever's left will be gray. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was getting a haircut. And they were cutting back here. And I made a comment about being old. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's gray hairs back here. And I was like, I'm just joking. Oh. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, there goes your tip. Because you were just telling me I had gray hairs back here. And she goes, really? I'm sorry. And I was like, no, I'll still tip you. But, like, you just told me I had gray hairs. Yeah. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on. I realized what time it was. Uh, Appreciate you coming on. I just just wanted to talk other ball with people. I've been basketball mode, and I'm like, I want to go back and talk some ball. Yep. Yeah, exactly, man. Anytime. No, I, I always enjoy coming on and talking football whenever I can. I know it's it's weird. I mean, we're only, what are we, a couple, two, eh, it's been a couple weeks now. Two weeks ago, Friday was our last game. So, yeah, I've had a little oh, wow. little time to decompress now. Yeah, we're we're a week ahead of you guys. So, our 
um, our state championship would have been the 17th, I believe. Right. So it probably would have been your guys' semifinal weekend, I think. Um, yeah. Cause ours is um, Thanksgiving is the state title game. Yep. Yeah. We're the week, the Friday before Thanksgiving is our, is well, is ours. They, they play them Thursday and Friday, but, uh, they play the smaller divisions first. So we're always right. the main event at the end because we're the big, the big dogs. So, right. Yeah. I think our last game was November 3rd. Yeah. It's been a month. I can't believe it. It feels like mm-hmm. longer. It feels like it's been a long time. The, the first few days, I know I, I came home, um, it was Thanksgiving that week. So, you know, we didn't do any equipment collection and, um, you know, that Monday, Tuesday back to school afterwards. And I, I came home and I'm home by, I, we, I live now I'm three, four minutes away from the school. So I'm very close. So I get home and I just, I sit down on the sofa and my kids aren't home from school yet. And I just hanging out and my wife works from home. Um, and she, she came up upstairs and, just asked how it's going. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you, you get those first, you know, week or so afterwards. And I, I felt, uh, you know, you got all this extra time. It's almost like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I felt like I should be doing something. I'm used to, I get home and it's okay, well, we're going to eat dinner. Um, you know, spend an hour with the kids, get mm-hmm. them ready for bed. And then they go to bed and it's all right. I'm back at it, you know, film, you know, getting the next, days practice plans done and uh, it's an odd feeling those first couple weeks after the season <laughs> right yeah i i went like i said i went right into basketball the way it just was set up i had the weekend off which i always did that monday was basketball so i didn't know what i was like i'm still at it the first day where i did nothing was thanksgiving like the day of thanksgiving was the first day where you're like i don't have to go to practice i don't have to do anything that's cool and yeah. i won't get a break and there's a week in between a week and a half between basketball ending and baseball starting, I think. That'll be the first time and it'll be February, the end of February. I think. Yeah, basketball's a long haul. That that's a what, November to March. <laughs> yeah, if you're varsity it goes into like that in Illinois, yeah, yeah it'll go to a, like March. Yeah, it's a it's a long it's a long haul. Oh yeah, and then baseball's not even funner. You start second week of March and it goes into uh, the high school I coach baseball at, they made it to the final four. That goes into June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our baseball team made it to this to state last year. And I think they were, they were probably still playing at least a week or two after school was out. Yeah. That's, yep. They, mm-hmm. they had to, they, they do summer baseball with the high schools. They had to cancel the first week of June or so because they were in the state. So it goes way deep into that. And so he's like, yeah, we have to cancel it because he pays the coaches to do it. And he's like, yeah, I got to cancel this because we're still playing. And we're like, that's okay. Yeah. You know, you're in the final mm-hmm. four. Go, go, go play. Because they yep, have a kid exactly. going, they have a kid going to Wake Forest. He's projected third round draft pick as a pitcher already. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> nice not. to have those guys around. No. Well, coach, I appreciate you coming back on, though. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you having me. Everybody, uh, what, uh, what's your Twitter? I'll put it on there. I don't know what it is. Uh, I am at, I believe I'm at Drew Ambrose QB. Let me confirm that. Yes, at Drew Ambrose QB. All right, everybody go follow Coach. Uh, super smart guy uh, when it comes to offense. Um, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And Coach, thanks for being here. No problem.